Erovin Peregdalet Mishnah Vav. So in the previous Mishnah we learned that someone that fell asleep on the road on Erev Shabbat and didn't designate an area specifically is confined to a four Amma area for the entire Shabbat. The, this Mishnah will now discuss what happens when two people find themselves in the situation. Let's say you've got two people who were each in their own four Amma area. Mixat And some of the four Amma of one overlaps with the four Amma of the other. So there were six amats apart when Shabbat began. So each of them has four amats in the direction of the other person. So there's a two amat area in which they can both move. So mivim v'ochlin be'emsa, they can bring their food and eat it in the middle. In the middle two, uh, the middle amat, amat that they share together. So, you know, that they're not sat in their own little squares. Can I, you know, share some common space? As long as each one is careful not to transfer their food from their own four-armor area into the unshared part of their friend's four-armor area because the objects also have the same tachum as the owner. So each one's food must remain in, in their four-armor area. Now, what happens if there's three people? Let's say there's three people who are each confined to their own four-armor area. The, the middle person was overlapped by the other two, but the areas of the other two did not overlap. So you've got a person in the middle, Okay, you've got six amot to one side, you've got another person. Six amot to the other side, you've got another person. So you've got three people. So each of those, the people on the extremes, share areas, share tachum, you know, that four, that, that, that macro tachum with the person in the middle, but they each don't share with each other. So So the person in the middle is permitted to bring their food and eat with, with each of them. So you can either go to the person on one side or the other person on the other side. And they can also sit with them, just as in the case of two people. However, the two people on the extremes on either side are not able to bring their food and eat with the other because they do not share any space. Now, just as a as a preface to the upcoming section, we're going to see a machloket between Rabbi Shimon and, and the Chachamim about carrying between courtyards and another. So, so you can't carry in a courtyard shared by residents of the houses, a bunch of houses, unless they make eruvechatzeros. Now, if you've got two courtyards next to each other and there's an opening in the wall that separates them, they're separate units, okay, and each courtyard can make their own eruv. Okay, but they could also make a joint eruv between the two courtyards. Now, we're going to discuss here the case of three courtyards side by side that all have openings into each other. So again, you've got a courtyard in the middle, two courtyards each side. There's an opening into each. And then each courtyard also has an opening into the road. Right? So, so Amar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said, So what is this Tachum law that we just learned about the outside, the people on the outside, the three people, one in the middle, one on each side? Okay, what is this similar? So three courtyards that open one into the other and also open into the Shot Harabim. Okay, so each courtyard has an independent outlet to the street. So if the two outer courtyards joined in an Erov with the middle courtyard, but not with each other, okay? So you've got the courtyard in the middle, they've got an Erov with the courtyard on the left, courtyard Erov court on the, on the right, but the courtyards on each side do not have a, do not have a joint Erov with each other. So it is permitted with the residents of the middle courtyard to carry in either courtyard on either side, and they're permitted with it. But the two outer courtyards are prohibited with one another.
Okay, so the one on the left, the ones on each side, cannot share with each other. So even though the residents of the outer courtyard cannot carry into the other outer courtyard, Rabbi Shimon allows the residents of the outer courtyard to carry into the middle courtyard, and vice versa. And there's no concern that a person is going to carry an item from one courtyard to the other. And he wants to bring support from the cases of the peop- the three people that we saw don't have an Eruv, and that they share, maybe they share with the person in the middle. Okay, that we allow the people on either side to bring food into the middle. However, the Chachamim, they say, no, we can't bring an example from that because in the case of the three people, okay, they're going to watch out for each other. They're going to turn around and say, listen, hey, we're, um, we're, we're, we're not going to let you, we're, not, we're, we're going to keep an eye on each other. You can't bring your food into, into this part. You can't bring, so, so they're going to keep an eye on each other in terms of potentially bringing the food into unpermitted areas. However, when it comes to this courtyard, because there's so many people, there's not necessarily going to be the same kind of uh, watching over it. So therefore, there might be a case that people will bring from one courtyard into the in, on, on, on one side to another courtyard on the side because there's no one really you know able to really prevent this and guard this Mishnah Zion so the usual the usual way to establish, establish a residence for Shabbat in a place other than where you live is to put food there before Shabbat as Eruv Tuchumin but there's another method that we're going to learn about Mi so one who's traveling on Friday and it began to grow dark too quickly for them to reach home before Shabbat Okay, he was more than 2,000 amot from the house. So if, 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 if they said, I'm going to make my residence here, they won't reach it. And they knew of a landmark, such as a tree or a wall, that lay ahead of them. So they knew there was a tree that if they, within, that was 2,000 amot near him, but also, or, or her, and also within 2,000 amot within the house. So, so if they were able to make their residence there, they'd be able to actually reach home. And this, this person said, my residence for Shabbat should be under that tree or wall. Okay. So this would enable to walk from where they are at that moment to that point, And then from that point to their house. Okay. This person said nothing. Okay. Because basically the area under the tree or the wall is larger than four amat. Okay. It's, it's a larger place than this person would be given if they camp out into the open as their as their as their residence. Okay, um, so therefore it's not specific enough to establish a residence. Shavitati But if this person said, my my shavitati, my residence should be at the trunk. So there's an exact area. Okay, the declaration takes effect and establishes the residence at the tree trunk. Tree trunk. So they can go. From the place they're standing up to its trunk for two thousand amot, and then from its trunk until the house two thousand amot. Okay, because now the trunk is now the residence, so this person can walk two thousand amot from where they are to the trunk, and then two thousand amot onwards to the house. So it emerges that they can travel after dark up to four thousand amot. So we see that this person, that the chachamim, allowed this traveller to a specified location and declare it to be their residence. Okay, so it's got to be a place that that's that's they 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 they're able to reach before the